everybody. Welcome to another mini episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's possessing people with me tonight? Wandering Spirit, Michael K. Hughes. I couldn't think of anything else for this game. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> so, Ashley, since this was completely your idea, I wanted to introduce what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we came up with this idea for minis. I'm like, well, I got the perfect game for Spooktober. This is Avenging Spirit. You know, that game you've all heard of. Yeah, I, I only knew it existed because of <laughs> SNES Drunks. Yeah, I had no idea. It actually was made by CP Brain? Is Never that... heard of them. They don't even have a wiki page, so. I think it was J- Jellico the one that's known for it. I think yeah. Jellico might have been the publisher. Yeah, they've got a credit there on the uh, on the poster. So. Oh, and for those that don't know, this is a Game Boy and arcade game. We'll be talking about both versions of it, which the arcade came out in 1991, and the Game Boy version came out in 1992. Yep, and then it was re-released on the 3DS Virtual Console in 2011. I'm assuming it's a Game Boy version, though, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, that's a better version. Think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little more fair, so you're not constantly pumping quarters in, but... Hey, we got first got to start with the, the, the very important plot of this game. During a walk with his girlfriend, the player is ambushed by agents of a mysterious crime syndicate who take his girlfriend away and shoot him to death. Yep, that's how the game starts. That's the setup. <laughs> so, Luckily, I mean, your girlfriend's dad researches ghosts, so he kind of collects your spirit. But you don't even, I don't think you even know it's your girlfriend or know that you're a spirit or anything. I'm sure the attract screen has it, the the story plan or whatever before. But yeah, once you put a quarter in, you're just you're just dropped into it. Yeah, but I also don't think he knows who the girl is. No, I want to say that he doesn't have because he's a go- he's dead, so he doesn't completely know what's going on. He's just trying to help this random girl. So I'm pretty sure in the ending he doesn't. He's just like, oh, okay, he doesn't really know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, again, <laughs> this, no for the story. Yeah, the story doesn't really matter in this one. So the arcade and the Game Boy port are close to the same. I mean, you're not going to be playing the arcade port because, well, <laughs> you aren't. I mean, it's 2020. <laughs> Yeah, no. that released in North America, and I've never heard anyone talk about it. I don't know that I've ever seen the cabinet in my life. I never have. I didn't know this game existed until you were talking about it. I'm like, what the, <laughs> f- what the hell is this thing? So I played both the arcade version and the Game Boy version for this episode, because because why not? And it, it it's one thing nice about most arcade games that I can remember as a kid, where you always had you had your stupid ticket games and you had your beat-em-up arcade games. That felt like the majority of arcade games that you would find. Or shooters, like something where you're using a gun. Yeah, you get the occasional puzzle, but they weren't super common. No, I don't ever, like, remember, this is a platforming game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little unfair, because it's an arcade game, but <laughs> it's very interesting. The Game Boy one is, is looks just like the same game, but not as... There's a lot less enemies on, on the screen, of course, because it's Game Boy. <laughs> it's Darkwing Duck all over again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's... It's honestly not a bad game. So the whole idea is that we were, is that we were kind of talking about you're you're a ghost because you were murdered. So when you when you start out, you have a limited energy bar that fills up by quarters, but also doesn't go down unless the character because you you're a ghost and you go and possess other random enemies that you fight. And there's many different choices for you to pick throughout each level. Yeah, you can Boy. possess any enemy that's not a boss. So every enemy you come across, if you're not already in a body, you can possess them and use their abilities. Some are really good. Some are terrible. <laughs> I, I bet, bet they're all good situationally. 
it's like one one you get to pick four to start with and those are kind of like some of the basic ones you get a girl that can has like a punching attack that she thinks she's you know doing tiger tiger uppercut i mean that's what reminded me of this, <laughs> that same type of thing street fighter 2 yeah. and you have you have a ninja which is the best and then you have a guy that can shoot you have a soldier and then you have a weird little wizard looking thingy that can shoot magic yeah i've never really got a grasp on what they're supposed to look like they look like they're wearing some kind of onesie with ears on it like an animal i mean that, that's okay that's one way to put it <laughs> we'll go with that onesie an animal all right it's just like i didn't think i would like this game i didn't know how to feel because i'm i'm not big into possessing game where you get to play a different characters i know you are <laughs> as we'll learn very quickly in this show that, that's your thing i i wasn't so sure i was like okay i'll try this game i'm like i, I download i mean i played this on my phone so i did not play it the correct way i didn't have a controller <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Well, when, when it's an arcade game, it doesn't matter because I just, you know, I oh, I need an extra coin, credit, 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 credit. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> like it doesn't matter because this game, like any old beat 'em up, where you're not any old beat 'em, any old arcade game, like if you die, just put a coin and you continue exactly where you left off, so it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt anything. Right. I mean, it's a decent platformer though. Like it's broken them to six stages, and you get a decent amount of health pickups. Your energy doesn't automatically decrease at all, which is nice for an arcade game because they like to yeah. do that sometimes. Gauntlet, I'm looking at you. And it, it's unless, just, unless you're in your ghost form, then it's constantly. Yeah, but down. that yeah, that's fine. Look, that's part of the game. Like you're, you're not supposed to be a ghost. You're not supposed to just go in ghost form and float all the way up past a level. Yeah, because if as as long as you're a ghost, you can just pass through walls. Yeah. Which is nice. I, I mean, I, at some point I would just say fuck it and do that. But also, another thing about this game that's interesting is that we we're saying you can possess any enemy. You can completely fuck yourself by possessing the wrong enemy in this thing, too. <laughs> There's I, one that... Did you ever use the snowball chick? Oh, yeah. That uh, is the one old, of the, the old worst. Lady. <laughs> an, okay, for those that don't know, which is probably 90% of people listen to this or more, there's there's one of the characters you can use is an old woman. So you think of a basically platformer character, but all she can do is make giant snowballs that go one direction. That's it. Yep. <laughs> and there can be a couple on the screen at a time, so it, it is put. It is a miserable, miserable ability. I mean, you have people here are shooting ninja stars constantly. You have guys with guns that are shooting, and here's a lady moving snowballs. <laughs> they yeah. seem to do decent damage though, because of course everything it's arcades, so everything dies in just a few hits. Yeah, so right. range is really your best friend. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it's just cool to see. I mean, I was just surprised to see an arcade platformer. I was also su- surprised to see how the the Game Boy version is a very faithful port of this game, and in my like in my opinion, much better. Yeah, I haven't played it in a minute. I played it sometime last year. So oh, you counting, didn't play it? Yeah, so, I'm counting on you to to cover that. It this time plays the same. It plays the same, except you have it's less enemies. The levels are about the same, maybe a little bit smaller. Of course, no color, but it, it's very close. So are there lives in the game? Yes, Boy? there's, there's okay. well, there's credits or something. Like if you die, you restart the stage, but the stage are also. I feel maybe they felt a little shorter. Mm, gotcha. It's just not bad though. I mean, also <laughs> this game broken up into six stages and it has boss fights too, and it had some very interesting boss fights. Like I was surprised <laughs> the first first one looks like I want to say uh, Snestron compared it to the snake from Mega Man Three or something. Yeah, I could see that. The little it, robot snake that comes up out of the yeah, garbage. It's kind of cool. You're in a garbage dump and this thing pops up. You hit it and it will go down and pop up one of these other nine different spots. You hit it again. Like it was it was actually amusing. Yeah. I don't you know the look, point of it. but A little vignette in between the stages. That That's cool in an arcade game, in my opinion, that gives you a... There's a story mode to this, essentially, where you're trying to save, you know, the, the sign, your girlfriend that you don't know it's your girlfriend. <laughs> 
So you're going from uh, place to place following the clues left by the mysterious crime syndicate, as the wiki puts it. Yeah, I mean, you get a map in the first level. But also, each, depending on what character you possess, they can jump or act differently in this game. And also, this game is a side objective where you're supposed to collect three keys to s- save the girl in the game. Yeah, which you can't if you miss one of the keys early on. I got the first key, but I never got key two or key three. Really? Mm. So did you not finish it correctly? I beat it and I got credits. <laughs> he just says, oh, I hope she's okay. As the oh, building man. crumbled around her, but... Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, that's it. I'm just watching a long play right now, and this is also one of these games that this game is, depending on who you decide to play as or how good you are, that depends how easy or hard this game was. I kept dying, and I picked some terrible humans to take control of. <laughs> I tried to get a little bit of everyone just to see what kind of stuff they can do, because like you said, I love this kind of stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey is just the best, because it's basically the same thing. You can control most enemies. Yeah, but one's probably a much better game. <laughs> it's definitely a longer game. I mean, this is, well, again, it's an arcade game and a Game Boy game, but it, it's decent. I mean, I'm just watching a guy play as a ninja. The ninja is really good, but I, I played, I also played as everybody, not because, just because I kept dying. I wasn't trying to feel how, you know, get a feel for everyone. I was yeah. just trying to stay as fast as I could. Oh, I like the the old guys dressed up as baseball players. Like I said, range <laughs> is, your, is your friend, but they can actually hit back projectiles, too. Which yes. is very useful for the, what is the the third boss is another robot snake? Oh, God. We'll get the third boss. The second boss I want to talk about is a is a crane. It's a machine where you're on a conveyor belt. You're constantly moving backwards. This thing will open up a little visor where you can hit the pilot. And it, ha- and it tries to hit you with a like a wrecking ball type thing. It's it's kind of real, real simple, and, but it's kind of cool. I don't know about you, but I was absolutely getting tailspin vibes from that boss. Oh, that from might have been the frog, the frog thing. I wasn't. But now <laughs> that you mentioned it, I can see it. But also, this game gives you arrows to point you where to go all the time. And how many games can say they have a vampire that opens up his cave and is standing there in his underwear and shoots bats at you? How many games can say that? Uh, it's Japan, so probably quite a few. Okay, not that I play. <laughs> but like you I... said, the, the stages point you in the right direction. They're actually pretty open for an arcade game. Usually you would think arcade games being super linear, always pointing you forward. So it's kind of cool to be able to, to have some kind of verticality to the levels. Yeah, the Game Boy version is much more linear. It's the same world, but it didn't feel as open. Maybe it's just because I just move faster. Yeah, all the sprites are smaller, too, so it doesn't feel quite as expansive. It, it, it's not a bad Game Boy game, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, because that that's the first version I played. I didn't play the arcade game until we did it for this episode. And you're right. The third boss is a giant snake that you can actually see the background of the the back end of the snake in the background. But, again, it, it, that wasn't a bad fight. Yeah, that one gave me some Contra vibes because he's on the right side of the screen shooting at you, shooting yeah. bubble clouds. Yeah, I don't know what these have to do with the crime syndicate. But, you know. <laughs> okay. It's kind of lazy to have two different robot snakes. Yeah, well, it's an arcade game. <laughs> made by Jellico. Can you even name another Jellico game? <sighs> this is one of those companies you're like, oh, yeah, those guys. But, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, like oh. I like how there's like one of the little vignettes that it shows after you kill the snake, he sees a door with two guards standing for, oh, I can't go that way. You literally have just killed hundreds of people as you've been possessing other people. And these two guards, oh, can't do it. Better go yeah. elsewhere. Just drop out of your body and face through the door. <laughs> it, I mean, it works. Like, it's kind of cool to see all these different enemies that you get to play as. And, and the game is very unique. It's a very strange little game. 
I, I, I didn't enjoy the arcade game as much as I could have because of the controls. I mean, I played the Game Boy 1 on a legit controller. Not a legit Game Boy, but on a legit controller. <laughs> I, actually, controller. I actually paid money for that. I got it on my, my 3DS. Like I said, it's on the, the eShop for a few bucks. Oh, yeah, it would... I would, yeah, the Game Boy version I like more because it's not trying to steal your quarters. Yeah, it's a little more and, fair. And I was surprised they actually fit in all the bosses from in the game. You know, they're, they're Game Boys, so they're not exactly in color, but it fits everything in. It has the base, you know, everything kind of plays the same. It's the level. I, I want to say even the levels are pretty much the same, too. Maybe I was saying, I know I said earlier to make me a little smarter, but I, I think I'm going to take that back. I think they're about the same. Yeah, so all the sprites look a little more compact, so it, it probably just feels smaller. Yeah, because it's Game Boy, but it, it and it's not colorful, but it was still just it was a fine game. Like it's a fine little platformer if you're look if you're looking for something strange. Yeah, I like these games that you can still buy legit still after all this time. So like I said, it's on the eShop. And even when they reuse sprites in this game, which they do, of course, like they'll they'll color swap characters and you can give them a different weapon. Like the ninja, the main ninja is a blue ninja with ninja stars, but then there's a red version that has a cha- a ball and chain. Yeah, I like that guy. He can jump super high. It's only the regular Blue Ninja, though. Yeah. I don't think he's higher. The I... karate chicks, one of them can shoot out the little sonic boom projectile. And I think the other one just does a standard kick. I try not to use them if I could help it. <laughs> I oh, tried yeah. to use Ninja the majority of the time when I could because the Ninja jumps higher. Yeah, that's fair. It, it just, it was, I was surprised when you picked this. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because A, you barely heard of it, if at all, and... <laughs> I barely knew of it, yes. And B, you can't expect much from a game like this. No. Yeah, I was just surprised. I mean, I got it to I got it to run on my on my phone for the arcade. I'm like, okay, I'll try this. I'll because I'm like, I'm never gonna find an actual, you know, arcade cabinet in this in 2020. <laughs> so I wouldn't have found it in 1992. So and then the fourth boss when you're in the sewers is a freaking sludge monster that comes out of the sewer. Like Master Belch. Who? Master Belch from uh Earthbound. I beat Earthbound, but I have no recollection of what you're talking about. Oh wow. He kind of looks like the blob from uh, Clay Fighters. I know of that. I don't <laughs> that know what about Clay Fighters. I'll keep that it. I'm, I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> Never. But it's just, it's a very strange boss, but it has that very arcadey feel. You get a couple of chances to hit him, and he can hurt you like three times before you can hit him again. And, and the Game Boy version does the exact same thing. Like, all these bosses play exactly the same. The bosses don't feel cheap. Like, you expect an arcade game to just try and kill you at any cost, but... Like these long pays we have pulled up, the players are using the same character through the whole game. So it's definitely possible to go through without pumping in money constantly. If you know what you're doing and you and you're careful and like and as I watch watching this guy play, he just constantly using the projectile, constantly shooting things out. So you're it makes it all much more compact and much safer. I mean when I played this yeah, because of how I play games, I didn't shoot projectiles constantly. <laughs> I only shot them when I had to. Yes, they're they're unlimited, but still, I, if there's nothing there, I'm not going to hit it. <laughs> Where it, you're supposed to play, just constantly be shooting things to kill things before they come up. As soon as they come on the screen, it definitely likes to throw enemies at you constantly, though. Well, they got to get your quarters. Well, yeah. So what me? What? When did you first play this game? Uh, last year. When uh, I assume I heard about it through. One of those random TV tropes pages that I'm usually on. Uh, there's one called Body Surf that talks about possessing and jumping from uh, host to host. And I'm sure it's on there somewhere. I could see this being on a top mojo. Oh, top 10 game where you get to possess people. Jeez. So, <laughs> subscribe here. Yeah, I could see that on a Watch Mojo video. Easy. Watch Mojo is something else. I watch too many of them, but <laughs> it's just. 
I mean, I'm not big into games like this. Like, I've only played the only game I can think of I played before this that had you possessing somebody was Geist. <laughs> Underrated game. I will hear nothing I, different. I haven't played it in years, so I can't say anything. I'm sure that will change in the coming year. <laughs> Maybe next October. Yeah, I'm sure. And one one thing I was disappointed with this game is you get to see these really cool dragon enemies that breathe fire. It's a dragon wearing shorts and a red t-shirt. And I was so excited. I possessed one. Fucker can't do much at all. He can't. He's got all he got his fire breath. He can barely jump. I'm like, well, this is no fun. Oh, you know who disappointed me was those, uh, like the yoga guys that are floating around with the turbans on. Oh, you don't see him. Yeah, basically. I'm like, cool, I'm going to get one of them and just fly around and know they're completely grounded when you control yep. them. They can uh, kick, though. They can kick. Not stretchy kick like Dulcine, but... They're kind of useless. I did possess them a couple times just because I, I needed another character to use at different parts. Because I did would you, die. Did you get to play as the robot at all? No, I never got the robot, unfortunately. Oh, man. They're not very often. They're, they're kind of one of the enemies... I mean, cause some of the enemies you see every single stage mm-hmm. all the time, but th- they're not as common. I want to say the robot and the dragons have the most health when you when you get them. Okay. I also want to say this game is very generous with the health pickups. I mean, because you can refill your energy quite often. The energy is what you use for the ghost. You can refill the guy you're possessing their health. It, it's not. It's more generous in an arcade game than you would think. Yeah, really. It's like it, it definitely doesn't feel like an arcade game. Like it could have been on the Super Nintendo or something and felt right at home. Yeah, this would have. This should have been on Super Nintendo. I mean, it works on Game Boy. Like like I, I've said many times, it was fun. I had no problem with it. it but this should have really been on the Super Nintendo. I love the little animations that play whenever you possess someone. Well, they like scream. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, like you're the... right. They they like they 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 pretty much look like they're screaming. But again, <laughs> I think we would be too if all of a sudden some ghost just went inside of us and took over. Except the ninja, he like summons Jiraiya and <laughs> Spirit Frog or whatever. I don't understand why every time you possess the ninja, the ninja of a frog appears. But when you possess the girls, they they go up, they have tears coming out of their eyes, and they start shaking their feet back and forth. It's really weird. <laughs> they're really funny on the Game Boy when their faces get huge. I, I don't remember that because I try. I stayed away from them after beating the arcade. I mean, like most of the the human characters seem to be like that. I'm kind of bummed they didn't try the robots though. I tried almost everything but the robots. Yeah, they just shoot missiles. There's another projectile. Their jumps are super floaty. So, did you have any boss fights that you used the wrong person for? Um, not this time around. I remember having trouble with one of them, and when I played the Game Boy. Where I had to let myself die and go back through the stage to get someone else, but I, I, I can't place of who I needed or which boss it was even. Okay, for me it was a stage. I didn't die. I just forced myself through it. The stage four boss is a giant snake again looking thingy that's floating around <laughs> the screen with a cyclops head. Let's think of ghouls and ghosts. And I had the vampire, and the vampire. He shoots two projectiles, two projectile bats that shoot up. And he is, he's a decent character, but when you're fighting something that's moving constantly and is not on a lower plane, I could never hit him. Because if you jump, the vampire cannot shoot the bats while jumping. Oh, yeah, that would make things difficult. Yeah, and I was playing on the the arcade, so I couldn't just go and, you know, redo the level. I was stuck with this guy. Oof. I had died so many times. Yeah, we should point out that when you're uh, in a boss battle and you die or you lose all your energy, your your character doesn't have a life bar, just the energy bar. So when you die, you put in another quarter, you just fill back up with the character you have. Which is, it's cool, but at the same time, 
when you have <laughs> the wrong character, like I did, because this enemy stays above majority of the time, and you have to jump to hit him, and he only comes down once in a while, and I had to literally wait for that perfect time to hit him. It was it was terrible. It was miserable experience fighting him. He is a wiggly worm. And it wasn't the game's fault. It was my fault for picking the... And that's why I don't like... I didn't like the fact that I had choice. Like, I didn't want choice. I'm like, just give me a character. <laughs> take choice. But it's yeah. cool that this game gives you that choice. Even though I didn't like it and did not take advantage of it, the game is nice enough <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I suppose you would probably know what you're getting into before you put in a quarter to know if it's going to be something you're into or not. Yeah, there's some there's some cool little screens. Like, there's one after you finish stage four where it shows a girl tied up on a mattress and it has, like, hands creeping towards her. And, there's, and then... Because you're trying to rescue this girl the whole time. No, stage five. What? Just strange. <laughs> In case you didn't get that yet, it is a strange game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have never played it. It wasn't for you, you know, forcing me. To. But I, I, as I've said before, I gotta say, it is nice to have an arcade game with lots of power-ups and lots of health pickups throughout the game. Instead of just, oh, here, you want it, you need health? Put a quarter in. Yeah, it is a nice change of pace, even though the game's still hard. Even, yeah, the Game Boy version's not that hard, except for the final boss. But we'll get there. I didn't have a huge problem with the Game Boy game. Even though it's a smaller screen, the levels feel just fine. The amount of enemies feels just fine for the, you know, for the size of the screen you're dealing with. It. And I mean, yes, I've used save states because it's me, but <laughs> I could have probably been all right if I, I didn't. I probably could eventually get it. I would imagine it's the same. Like I said earlier, the difference between the NES Darkwing Duck and the Game Boy one, just the little fewer amount of enemies make it so much more manageable and yeah. less of a hair-pulling experience. And one thing we should mention, they did use the same sprites, as I was saying before, for some of the characters, but then they also changed their abilities. Like, there's one where you have a soldier with a machine gun, and then you also have a soldier throwing grenades, which are terrible, but you get those different options. I think there's one that shoots rockets, too. There is. Yeah. Never used them, though. I, I You don't see them often enough that I ever possessed them. His rockets actually home in, too, I want to say. There's a few rocket-shooting things, but I never used any of them because I just didn't <laughs> die at the right time to use them. Yeah, you do have to be kind of strategic about it because you can't just drop out of a body and get into a new one. You have to actually lose all of your health before it'll give you the option. And I want to say you will lose some energy just for losing a body, too, even before yeah. you start losing energy automatically as you're trying to possess a new body. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Because, you know, again, you're in a spear, a spear, a spirit that can't survive on its own, which makes what? sense. I think Geist did the same thing. No, that can't make any sense because you don't possess Geist people is, for a long Geist stretch. trying to steal your quarters. Yeah, that's fair, too. <laughs> There's also a soldier with a laser cannon oh, I never classic. saw before. I'm watching a long play, and that's where he got to. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else we should talk about this game. We should mention about the keys. So we were saying before, there are three keys you can collect to get the true ending of this game. And they're all kind of hidden. The first one, they kind of, the game just kind of gives you, but two and three are kind of hidden. Yeah, the first one's in the second level, Yep, and then the next, the next one isn't until level five, I want to say, when you're in a maze. Yeah, something like that. That's, that's what the guy did that I'm watching. <laughs> so whatever level has the Cyclops worm thing. Five. Yeah, there you go. And, and the last like one... To get the last key, you got to do something special. I'm, yeah, I'm... you got to hit these blocks that are litter littered around this one room. Okay, so you go in this room, there's this ladder. My first instinct is to go up the ladder, and it takes you did. to where the girl is being held. You find the locked door. It's like, well, key one and two went in, but I don't have a third one, so the door doesn't open. So you go back in this giant-ass room, and scattered throughout it are five blocks that spell out the word ghost, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to go through and hit each of them, not in order, thankfully. And then that opens up a door in the bottom left corner, and that's where the third key is. 
Wow, that's a lot of work. A little bit. It's, it's an arcade game. It's kind of funny because like the rest of the game isn't that open. You don't spend a whole lot of time in these single rooms. No, you move through the levels pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's a strange change of pace. Yeah, and then and then the final boss of this game is Dr. Wily. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it looks like Doctor it felt like Dr. Wily. You got must have got Dr. Wily vibes too, I'm assuming, right? So you didn't get to open the door, right? You didn't get well, to save I put the girl. The one key in, and then he left. So if you open all three, you actually possess the girl and use her to fight the last boss. Oh, yeah. Is she cool? She's pretty cool. Like okay. she, uh, she shoots lasers super fast. Okay, I had to cheat on the Game Boy version because I, 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 I mean, I was already cheating using save state, but I literally had to put cheat codes in because I just could not dodge his homing rockets on Game Boy. There are cheat codes. There is when you're using an emulator, sir. Oh, I gotcha. I mean, it wasn't playing this legit. Yeah, I mean, would I, would I buy a copy of this on Game Boy if I found it for cheap? Oh, yeah. 100% I'd like to have this in my collection. Somehow I've never looked for it in used game shops. I never even thought it's about it. It's not cheap. I'm I... pretty sure. <laughs> let's, let's pull that up real quick. Let's see what eBay has to say. I want to say it's probably over 50. So it's just one of those rare games that didn't do, you know. Ooh. Well. Mm. You want to... You want to raise that up a little bit? 100? A little more. <laughs> wow, 150? Cheapest one I see is 175. Wow. $425 complete in box. Okay, emulate this game, buddy. <laughs> okay, so after if you do get all three keys, as you were saying, you get the girl, and I'm watching the long play right now. Wow, yeah, she is freaking good. That's the way to fight this final boss. She's pretty cool looking. So the final boss, as I as I kind of joked before, is Doctor Wiley. What it is, it's a guy, it's a it's a mad scientist that thinks he's Big Boss driving a <laughs> with the eye patch. Yeah, yeah, driving a duck mobile thing. More or less, yeah, it's just this like red duck looking hover car with claws on the front of it. What the hell is this thing? It shoots homie rockets at you. <laughs> and well, I just got to say, when you have the girl, he dies like instantly. Without the girl, it ain't instant. I'll tell you that. See, I went past the door before I got the third key because I'm like, well, crap, I missed it. So I'll just go to the end. And there's this big chasm there. I was like, well, how do I get across this? And that's when I turned around. I didn't realize that it makes the little hover platforms no matter who you are. And this game has two endings. So the the ending I got was the spirit is all sad as the building destro- the building blows up. And he's like, I hope she's okay. Yeah, the girl's <laughs> locked in a room when the building blew up. I'm sure she's okay, ghost. She's fine. You'll see her soon as a <laughs> as a ghost. And if you get if you get all the keys and rescue her, then you see her standing in the meadow all happy and, and alive, and you're dead anyway. It's kind of sad because like. The way I took it is you're still the spirit possessing her and he's saying I'm lucky to have this chance to say goodbye to the world because like after the fact it's just assumed that he disappears. Yeah, I took it as he dies either way. Yeah, I mean he dies at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I, I took it that he died a second time the spirit is gone. Yeah, definitely. I mean they did make the spirit look really cute though. He's a really happy looking ghost on the cover of this. On the cover of the arcade machine, the cover of the Game Boy game in America is a mafia guy. <laughs> it's very Dick Tracy. I, I don't get it because this game ha- it's just the, the the Japanese cover is a ghost with a bunch of different enemies you can possess throughout the game, which will probably be the cover art for this. And I just don't get it. It's also called Phantasm in Japan, apparently. Okay, I'll buy it. Dude, that guy is straight up Dick Tracy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, the European cover. Sorry, not J- the 
European cover is the one that will be the cover of this episode and looks a lot cooler. I, it's more fitting. The, the American cover is terrible. This is another aspect of terrible American art for a game. It does not give you any credence to what the game is at it's all. It's like Mega Man 1. Oh, man. It's on that par. Bad. On par with Mega Man 1. Because, yeah, you know, Mega Man, the guy who uses a gun, not an arm cannon, but a gun. Yeah, they didn't get that wrong once, but twice. Mega Man 2 is the same way. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, the Europe box art is way better. Mm-hmm. European and Japanese are way better. What the hell? Way to go, Jellico. <laughs> All right. I think we should go to... Any last things you want to say about this game? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know what else there is to touch on. We think we covered it pretty well. There's not a whole lot to it, sadly. Oh, and apparently this game is on iOS, too, but I can't check because I, I don't have a shitty Apple, so... <laughs> but supposedly it's on iOS. So if you if you're hankering to try it, you should play it. I'm, you should play the Game Boy version, or if you had the ability to play the arcade version. I'm assuming it's just the Game Boy version on iOS, though. Yeah, more likely. You could check for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, boy over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Shelfer Box, and I'll go first. I had no like idea what I was going to think of this game. I was like, okay, I'll try it, and I ended up I ended up enjoying both of them. I mean, the arcade is an arcade game. It, it eats your quarters. It felt a little. I mean, again, I played it wrong. And the fact that I can choose my own character and I screwed up and picked the wrong character and I didn't enjoy the game as much. But that's not the game's fault. That's my fault for not paying more attention to who I was picking. It just well, gives, you, gives you replayability so you can go back through it again. Yeah, I'll never play this game again. <laughs> never. I played it twice. I'm good. Never again. I do kind of want to get the girl, though, because that girl is way better. Oh, iOS is actually the arcade version. Oh, okay. So that's cool. So if you want to play the arcade version, you can get it on iOS. Allegedly. I, would... I searched oh, for it and nothing came up, so... Oh, <laughs> maybe it's not an iOS anymore. <laughs> maybe. Well, no, you're right on the platform thing on Wiki doesn't even have iOS somewhere else at iOS. Well, maybe it was an iOS and they took it off. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there's other ways to get it on, 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 on the Internet. So <laughs> play it any way you can, because it's worth playing. And if you want to play the Game Boy version, play the 3DS version. And I'm going to put this on the shelf, both of them, because I enjoyed it. I'm glad I got to play it. And it was a it was a fun game. Awesome. How about you, Mike? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely going on the shelf, as we've said multiple times. Uh, this is kind of my shtick. I love any game that lets you possess pretty much anything. Thinking Haunting starring Polder Guy on the Genesis. You play that one? I never play have. Plays a ghost trying to scare a family out, and you kind of jump into furniture around, and it does grotesque things to scare them. It's kind of awesome. I feel like that's going to be on the show at some point, huh? Yeah, it's entirely possible. Might make another good mini. Maybe. But yeah, like Mike said, if if you got a 3DS, jump on there on the eShop. I want to say it's 3 or $4, and it's absolutely worth it, even if it's only a half an hour long, but it's definitely worth checking out. I would, I, And if you want to play the arcade version, apparently the only way to play it, because it was released in 2010 on iOS, but I guess it's not there anymore. That's a bummer. So find other ways to play it. The internet's a magical place. <laughs> All right, and I think that about wraps up this little mini that went a little bit longer than I expected, but hey. And if you, if you enjoyed what you're here, we have other minis for you to listen to. We have other regular episodes that we do every week. We do comic episodes. We do movie episodes. We're currently going through the MCU, and there should be a few of those for you to go listen to right now. So definitely check those out. And I want to give an awesome shout-out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bubby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney, from his EP, Bite the Bullet, Songs the Cool Kid Squad. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell someone. Let other people know you enjoyed this show. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where I'm constantly posting images and, and updates with, the, with the sh- what's going on with the show. And we will see you guys all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.